you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to We Are Survivors, a podcast about The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. My name is Jared, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with my friend Bobby Schisler. Hey, hey, hey. And on this episode, we are going to cover Seattle Day 3. We're going to talk about our trip to the aquarium, or mainly the road to the aquarium. Uh, and that road turns into, uh, you know, n- not much of a road and more of a river because the city is <laughs> flooded. So we're, we're going to turn, we're going to talk about going through the flooded city. Uh, we're going to infiltrate the aquarium. And then we're also going to find out why Abby hates Joel definitively, like the actual reason why Abby hates Joel. It's, it's going to be interesting for sure. And before we do that, let's recap. Last time we finally encountered the scars. Uh, that's because Ellie set out to find Nora at the hospital, and you did find Nora, and you beat the shit out of her. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that happened. And also, we got a, uh, not a recap, but a flashback where we discovered that Ellie definitely knew what Joel did. So that kind of changes the the perspective on what's happening, right? Because, you, you know... You, in some ways you kind of think, well, she, it may, if she knew what Joel did, would she be going after these people? Mm-hmm. But you find out she definitely knew what Joel did and it doesn't make a difference. So you, I think you get a, uh, you're a bit better, a better understanding of what is in Ellie's headspace. Yeah. Cause early on when Dina was asking why they didn't kill them, I was like, maybe Ellie just doesn't want to hear the reason. Cause she doesn't want to have, a reason to not be mad, but that appears to not be the case. Absolutely. So uh, now it's the next day, Seattle day three. You're back at the theater. Dina is not doing well. She is still sick. She looks like she's actually getting worse. Uh, And you go out to find Jesse and you talk to him. And uh, Jesse, he kind of puts one on one together, realizes that Dina is pregnant. She had a rough night. Barely could get her to keep water down. You should have woken me up. Is she pregnant? Yeah. I get why you came out here. But we gotta take her back. She needs real care and she's not gonna get that. Yeah, I know. But I can't just leave Tommy. He's out here because of me. Maybe you could take her back. She's not going to leave without you. Screw it. Let's get Tommy. This aquarium that girl told you about. Tommy hasn't found Abby yet. We'll post up there until he does. And you're good with leaving Dina by herself? Her orders. Okay. Let's go tell her we're leaving then. I'll just meet you up front. So Jesse wants to take Dina back, but Ellie doesn't want to leave Tommy. And Jesse knows that Dina will not leave without Ellie. 
So Jesse decides to help Ellie find Tommy. I mean, it's not like Jesse doesn't want to find Tommy himself, right? He likes Tommy. Tommy's his friend. Uh, so, you know, they decide to go and find Tommy. And if they can find Tommy, they're just going to leave. Yeah, but you could definitely see Jesse's priorities have changed, though, right? Uh, absolutely. Well, the thing about Jesse, like, he came to help Ellie or just to make sure she she survived. And I mean, I think his priority period was just to kind of get them back. I don't think he was going to help them go on their murder spree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, well, yeah, I was just saying he was, he was coming to help them find Tommy. But now that he knows that Dina's pregnant, he's like, well, priorities are shifting just a little bit, but he's like, he, he knows what he has to do. So he's going with her to try and get this done as fast as possible. Well, he was always concerned about Dina being sick. He just didn't, he just thought maybe she maybe get over it. But the fact that she is not getting better, she is getting worse. You know, it's a, it's a logical leap to make. Like, look, we got to take her back. Oh, see, I was just thinking about him finally figuring out she's pregnant. Like that's what shifts like priorities in, in my eyes. Yeah, I don't know if he actually if his priority was shifted just because she's pregnant and obviously it's his baby. And it could be, don't get me wrong. But for me, it's just kind of like, well, now that he realizes her sickness is not going to go away, she's sick because she's not getting the proper care while she's pregnant. Okay, like we need to cut this this little trip short. We need to go back. So uh you and Jesse head out to find Tommy. And a lot of this section is uh, you know, I think I don't want to say story padding, but you I think you really get to talk with Jesse and even maybe get to know Jesse a little better. Uh, there, don't get me wrong. There, you do come across WLF for sure. Um, but, you know, Jesse does ask Ellie if she knows why the uh, the WLF came after Joel. And she kind of lies. She says that Joel and the Fireflies disagreed on some goods and a fight broke out. And then a lot of Fireflies died. So she tells him the truth, kind of, but doesn't give him the full explanations of what happened. Actually, if you look in her diary, she writes down that she doesn't want to tell Jesse and Dina about what Joel did because they wouldn't understand. And she even writes that she doesn't fully understand it. Yeah, she writes, do I understand? Like, that was the last part of it. Do I do I understand question mark? Right. Yeah. So she's not going to, she does not want to tell them exactly uh, what happened, but Jesse asks her if that changes anything for her. And she's like, Nope, still wants them dead. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. We're, we're on the same page. Cause I knew, and I wanted him dead the whole time. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Jesse, he, well, he wants to confirm that, you know, she's actually okay with leaving after they find Tommy. You know, make sure she doesn't want to stay and leave the rest because he knows that if she stays, Dina is not going to want to leave. Yeah, but he has a sneaking suspicion. Tommy is a priority, but also an excuse to kill Abby. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of coming through a dialogue. Uh, he doesn't directly say that, but it's just the way he's asking questions and how he's centering the questions. And then he also asks Ellie if he's worried that the WLF is going to come back to Jackson after them. And Ali says, no. And he's like, well, what do you mean? We're killing a, a lot of their people. And you know, he, she's like, well, they're not like Jackson. She, I think she hurt the point she was trying to make is that they're kind of, they're kind of uh, more disconnected. Right. You know, the people in Jackson are more like family. 
they they help each other more they care about each other more and the wlf are they're just more militarized yeah you know definitely so you know they probably wouldn't go out of their way to come to jackson you know if if they even knew where they came from right because the wlf on the whole don't necessarily know where they came from uh that group knows but if you are successful in killing the whole group <laughs> you know it doesn't really make a make a difference uh so but you know as you're going along obviously you're you're kind of going through uh you know seattle at this point you're talking but you do come across wlf and you get more information on what's going with them now one thing that's important that i don't think we really talked about in this series so far is that once you got to seattle the weather is getting progressively worse like the first the first day you get to seattle uh, it's just kind of overcast. The next day, I, I, I believe the next day was it raining? The next day, I don't. It think started. So. I think I it's know. been pretty it, nice for the most part. The first, the first day was fine, but I'm pretty sure on the second day it was definitely getting kind of wet. <laughs> you know, the second day, uh, the third day for sure, it's definitely raining. Like, oh, yeah. it, it is raining. It is really coming down on the third day. So you do run some WLF and you overhear them talking. And it turns out that the WLF are going after the scars. Like apparently this feud between the WLF and the scars have been, you know, if they, if they come across each other, they'll kill each other. But the WLF are actually going to push into scar territory and take the fight to them. And that's why the WLF are kind of all over the place. Right. And more specifically Abby's group, because they've been taking, getting supplies from their other bases and they bring, bringing it to the main base so that they can get all the supplies together and, you know, make their attack. So this is why Abby's group was all over the place. Uh, you know, the Saravina Hotel, one guy was in there. I don't even remember his name because I don't even remember hearing. I don't even remember hearing him talk, to be honest with you, <laughs> while, while it would be for. Yeah. I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm not sure, but like, we don't really know that they're getting ready to attack yet, though, here. Right. No, they this is like, well, I'm, it depends. If the if as soon as you ran into WLF, you just started firing, you did not hear this conversation. But if you like are like hiding, they start talking about it. Oh yeah, they are yeah. they yeah they they start talking about it. So if you just went out, you do you do you went out, you know, suns out, guns out, you know, uh, no, you did not hear them talking about this. There's definitely there are definitely times where you could get a good head start on a fight when the three of them are there talking at the start you can just throw a Molotov in a molly but like yeah. i missed most of those opportunities early on in the game so i heard most of these conversations right yeah you can definitely you definitely hear stuff if you let them talk always let them talk and then kind of walk away uh but yeah so they are preparing for an attack and this group, you, you just kind of run through them. You have no choice but to fight this group because they push into the area that you are. There's no way around it. Uh, but after you end up killing them, you actually make your way back into the Seattle Convention Center. So the Seattle Convention Center is where you first met the uh, stalkers proper. However, you're in a different section of the Seattle Convention Center, and there's posters for like a comics expo. And... Jesse and Ellie didn't really know what they are. And Jesse's like, I guess it was some kind of gathering for people <laughs> that liked comic books. And Ellie's like, man, we were born in the wrong time. I'm like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She was like, uh, it was basically, it was basically a, a comic con of some sort. 
Right, yeah, it was like it was like a faux Comic Con, basically. That's that's what it was. Uh, but you know, Ellie and Jesse they continue to talk, and you know, Jesse tells Ellie, "If you would asked, I I would have came." And starts talking about how he looked up to Joel, you know. And Ellie tells Jesse that Joel liked him too, and that you know, Joel actually thought that Ellie had a crush on him. <laughs> and you know, Ellie says, you know, that that Jesse was not really her type, and they both know what she meant because Ellie's gay. But he was like, what? What do you mean? You don't like Asians? And she's like, that's exactly what I meant. Like, <laughs> you know, so they're having like, you know, a little, little joke time there. But it's just like I said, this whole area is really kind of character building. Uh, but as you go through, you do run into more WLF and they're just pretty amped up about fighting the Scars. Like some of them want to take the fight to the Scars and just kill them. And some of them are excited because they just want to get it over with. They're talking about, well, what are we going to do after? Because I get, this is apparently, this is the major conflict in their area. Without the scars, at that point, they only really have to worry about, you know, uh, infected. Mm-hmm. You know, that's until somebody gets tired of the WLF, let's be honest. Because we, like, you know, when you're going through Hillcrest, you find all these documents talking about how the WLF and Fedra, like, they're kind of the same, maybe even worse than Fedra. Yep. You know? So it feels like it's only a matter of time before you find another group or before another group comes up that would challenge WLF. And actually, uh, the WLF have, you know, a problem with defectors a- as well. Uh, so we ran into a group of infected yep. infect- defectors while we were going through Seattle day two. But uh, in this in day three, you find a letter and actually it's a chain of letters from a guy who is in the process of defecting from the WLF to the scars. And he left a letter for somebody named Jules. Uh, and I don't think they really get into whoever Jules is, but the letter was basically saying that, you know, the WLF were the ones that broke the truce and that they're making matters worse because they're trying to take claim. They're trying to like, uh, take land that they have no claim to. So according to the WLF, the scars broke the truce and that's why they're attacking. But, you know, what he's saying is that that's not true. They just want the land. And that's why they're going to, that's why they're, they're pushing for a fight here. So he's actually trying to leave Seattle. Well, not Seattle, but, you know, at least WLF, WLF controlled territory. And he's making his way to where the scars are. And he says stuff like, may her path, maybe her light guide my path or something like that. So he's, yeah, he's on his way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Like I said, I don't think the WLF, even after they even after they beat the scars, I I don't think they would. It, I don't think it would take that long for another group to kind of form up underneath them, you know. Yeah, or just Especially, a group within them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like they, I, 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 with the way they run things, I don't think it it will last forever. Uh, so you know, you continue to make your way through the city, and you get to a high point in. You can see the Ferris wheel because the Ferris wheel is where, where the aquarium is. And that's where you're going. You're going to find Abby. Well, well, here, you're going to find Tommy. Tommy is probably going after Abby. <laughs> Abby is at the aquarium. Therefore, you're going to the aquarium. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. It's, uh, I think it's Ellie just really tried to make sure Abby is found and killed. And they'll find Tommy on the way. Right, exactly. So you get to a high point, you see the Ferris wheel, but you also see that the city is is like flooded, you know, and there's really two ways to get to where you're going. There's like one uh, land bridge 
but there's WLF on the land bridge. But there's also you see a boat kind of just driving around the city, you know, because it's it's underwater for the most part. And you're like, okay, well, let's uh, hijack the boat. So you find where the boat is parked. It's inside of a mall. Malls are another bad place in this game. <laughs> if you're inside of a mall, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, in any uh, zombie so, apocalypse, the mall is probably not the best place. Right. Yeah. So, um, malls and hotels in this game, bad news. So it's inside the mall, you get inside the mall, but before you even kind of get to the chopping, you know, you, uh, you hear, you hear some WLF talking and they're saying there is a sniper taking out WLF by the Marina, which is by the aquarium and uh, at the Marina, which is by the aquarium and they're sending more units. So Jesse's like, "Uh, that's Tommy and he wants to go help. We can get to the marina through here. No, we're taking the boat. You heard them, right? They're talking about Tommy. We don't know that. Who else is it going to be? If it is him, he'll be gone by the time we get there. Abby is where he'll be headed, so if we just What if he's in trouble? He can take care of himself. Jesus Christ. The best way to help Tommy is to go after Abby. You do this, I'm not saving your ass again. I really hope you make it. And Ellie's trying to argue back with him that, well, Tommy's going to be gone by the time we get there. We just need to keep going to the aquarium. If we go, if we find Abby, we'll find Tommy. That's the best way to help Tommy. And Jesse's like not really hearing it. So uh, Ellie wants to go toward Abby. And uh, Jesse wants to go directly to the marina to help Tommy. And Ellie tells Jesse, if he goes, she's not going to save his ass again. And then they separate. So now you're by yourself again. Jesse went to go help Tommy or who he hopes is Tommy, which I mean, like, let's be realistic. Who else is going to be? But then again, it wouldn't be the first time we got tricked, right? When we went to Hillcrest, we thought Tommy was in Hillcrest. Yeah, but. But it turns out that it was Jesse. Sniper, though, sounds way more like Tommy than it does Scars, you know? Right. Then again, we still don't know that much about the scars right now. You know, True. especially if the scars have is if the scars have defected WLF, the WLF are militarized, you know. True. Could True. Be. But this is where Jesse really sees Ellie's true motive. Ellie knows Tommy's yeah. going to be fine. She's after Abby. Absolutely. So, yeah, because Jesse, he wants to get Tommy, get back to the theater, pack things up, go back to Jackson with Dana. That's what he wants. Yep. Uh, but, you know, you do go through the mall. You, you you kill everybody there, obviously. You get the boat. And I thought this would be maybe this like kind of like the second opened area, maybe. And I'm like, eh, it's kind of late in the game to be doing that. And you know, thankfully, it wasn't that open, right? Because yeah. you get the boat and you ride around the rapids. Uh, there are, I say right around the rapids, like, uh, you know, uh, like you're having a good time. Like, no, <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's, you're riding around the rapids to kind of, you know, cause like I said, Seattle's pretty much flooded. Uh, and while you're riding the boat, there are places you can get out and scavenge and solve puzzles and get additional stuff. Like there's some of those, um, safe puzzles that you can, you know. Yeah. And do. there's, there's another boat you run into like. WLF fighting scars and there's a plane. I think it's a, it's, is it a plane? 
A plane? No, it's a train. It's like fallen to the ground. Like you can crawl up and it's one of the times you could snipe from a good distance. Still not as far as you were sniping in the in the flashback. But I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you you. So, okay, do you remember a time where you saw a WF boat come and then it gets shot, yeah. boom? Well, I stopped at that little that little island. There's a place you can crawl up, and there's a dead sniper there, and he left a note. I forget what the note exactly said, but something about good sniping. And then there's, uh, there's rifle rounds, and you can actually snipe the scars in the building across the way it's not nearly as far as like the flashback was but it's definitely a sniping spot where you could just snipe them nope i did not do that i went in the building and i killed them all oh funny funny. (laughs) that's what i did yeah I I, i got into the i didn't know i thought i could go around and just leave it but then i saw the place you could climb up i think it was a train that was above Above, uh, like half of it had fallen down because the big bridge had been blown. Uh, but at the very no, so top I, of it was a dead sniper, and you could just, you just snipe. Nope. I there was a I, there's like a little entryway on the right side of that building. Like if you're facing it, because you can see, I can see how you can snipe because you can see. So basically, the, the whole front of building, the building is open. Yeah, is open. Yeah, the front of the building has collapsed. And to the right of that, I didn't even look for another entry or a place in because I can see that there's a way to get into this building. So I snuck in there and I killed pretty much everybody. Yeah, I mean, I guess because sniping, if you did snipe somebody, it's going to be loud and you can that would bring everybody to the front. I actually had to go look because I stealthed everybody in that area. Gotcha. So I actually had to go looking for them because that... There to... are multiple rooms in there. Did you go in there after you cleared it out? Yeah, there were still like... Two or three people that wouldn't come to the to the front. Right. So and I and I wanted to get all their supplies, you know, too. Right, yeah. So I ended up going in there, I stealthed everybody and I got all the supplies and stuff, and then you can kind of just um you know, you can ride through it. Now in that area, there is a letter from that guy that I mentioned earlier. And uh apparently, you know, he was talking about, you know, I guess he made it out of the WLF controlled area. He met up with a woman named Karen and then somebody named uh, Zachariah, right? You know, one of those biblical <laughs> names. Karen's not a very biblical name, but whatever. <laughs> um, so he, they, he, they found him and they actually helped him and they were like feeding him. They were going to take care of him. And then all of a sudden he says, boom, Karen heads explode, head explodes because she was shot in it. And they also shot Zachariah by, and it was WLF that shot first without with no warning. They just shot. And they passed him by because they assumed that he was a prisoner or something. Mm-hmm. And so they saw him. I guess he still had WLF stuff up on. And they passed him by. And he said he just snapped and he shot him in the back. And Karen's dead because her head went boom. But Zach Rye, he he called him sturdy and said, you know, he'll recover from the bullet. I didn't recall. I didn't know that sturdiness <laughs> was was an attribute for surviving getting shot <laughs> maybe muscular I, I, yeah, I don't know what sturdy's yeah, definitely due to me yeah exactly uh, so apparently him and Zachariah they they buried Karen and at that moment Zachariah gave him a new name 
His name is Emmett now. And he shaved his head and he cut his face and he has a scar now. And that's, that was a letter to Jules. And he still, Jules is somebody, I guess, that he wants to follow, like, you know, that I guess he talked to this person. And they don't specify whether Jules is a guy or a girl. Uh, it could be either with a name like that. And they, uh, I guess he had talked to Jules before and talked about leaving the WLF and expected Jules to follow him. But I don't know. Jules not going to find the note now because I found him. (laughs) (laughs) And you kept it. Jules has no idea. And I kept it. So Jules has no idea. But yeah, that's the story of Emmett. I just just think about all the notes we have in our backpack, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) like if we ever need to start a start a fire, we are ready. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, you, you make your way through that area because you have to actually drive your boat through that building. And you come into another building that actually has the fence closed. And this is actually kind of like an arcade kind of place, like a, almost like a Dave and Buster's or a Chuck E. Cheese or something like that, I guess. And you've got to solve some puzzles to get that gate open. But while you're in the process of getting the gate open, you end up falling through the floor into the arcade area. And boom, there is a bloater there. So now you have a bloater fight. Uh, second bloater fight of the game, which this one felt a little easier to me because you have one... <sighs> The area is bigger, and but the thing is, there's like these arcade machines all around, and you can just kind of run the bloater around. The bloater does not have a quick path to get to to you. Yeah, so it felt like an easier fight to me. Yeah, yeah, it felt like an easier (laughs) fight to me. So I'm not complaining to be honest. So, but yeah, you do uh, get the gate open, and you pretty much almost uh, almost have like a straight shot to the aquarium, but. One of the things that they talked about at the mall, you can hear the WF talking about, was the boat and the engine was not working all the time. Like, they had to keep fixing it. Yep. And, yeah, so the engine gives out while you're almost at the aquarium. And while you're trying to fix it, oh, you start the engine again, boom. Hit, get hit by wave, boat capsizes. So, no more boat. That section's over. <laughs> it's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, like, I, if it was more of an open area, I wouldn't have been upset. But at the same time, like, ah, it wouldn't have worked with the flow. It wouldn't have worked with the flow because you're on the hunt for Abby at this point. Like, you know where she is. It's not like the beginning where you're trying to, like, look for clues and things like that. It would have been a bit off. Yeah, so yeah, I, I guess. Was, yeah, I guess that's right. It was the right decision. So, uh, but you do uh, swim. You make your way to the aquarium and you make your way inside of the aquarium. And at first, like, you don't really see anybody, like, the power's on the aquarium. Uh, It is kind of cool because you do get to, like, you know, normally places that people can't go, like, inside the actual tanks. Like, you're inside the the aquarium tanks walking around and stuff like that. So, that's kind of cool. But you uh, find a vent and you're making your way through it. And, you know, vents aren't made to hold human weight. So, (laughs) you end up falling through one of the vents and then you're attacked by a dog. This is the only dog in the game I think you actually have to kill. Like, you have to kill this dog. Yeah, it's it's just, it's it's like a jump scare moment. And... And to be quite honest, I had killed so many dogs at that point. I was a little desensitized at that point and barely even remember doing it, you know? Right. Yeah, so you do end up having to kill this dog. And now you're in a place where people are. Like, you find an operating table with a bunch of bloody gauze. And so something happens. Somebody's been operating on it, but you don't know who. You find a room with three sleeping bags. And you also find, like, Owen's, like, 
like a, a duffel bag and has his firefly tag in it. So further confirming that they were fireflies. Uh, in, in, in that room, like, and this is going to matter later, but like the skylight's broken. There's one of the doors you can't get through because it's locked. Yeah, I was just, just about to say like, there's a locked door. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, maybe I'll find out about that later. Well, I thought but like you, somebody's going to jump me just like in that house, you know, day two, you know, <laughs> it's like because there, oh, right. <laughs> there was a locked door there too. Oh, Bob's on edge. <laughs> I was definitely, I was on edge big time here. Yeah. So you do go into a room and Mel and Owen are there and they are arguing uh, and you're kind of catching the back half of the conversation. Mel is saying people don't come back from that island and Owen and is asking how many times has Abby risked her life to save you? So I have obviously Abby is on some Island and Owen wants to go, but Mel ain't having it. Mel says, I'm not going. And then Owen yells at her. Then don't, you know, go back. And Mel said, says, fuck you to Owen turns around and there's Ellie right there. You know, um, Ellie asked where Abby is not so nicely. But they won't give her up. You know, Owen says, like, you know, she'll kill us if we tell her. And my thing is, like, she'll kill you if you don't tell. Tell, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you'll, <laughs> you have at least a chance, you know. Yeah, you have a better chance of getting, of living if you, if you tell her. But I'm like, okay, well, Owen, you but, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah, you obviously see Owen has some sort of, like, some sort of higher debt like what am i trying to say like he has more I don't know. what are you trying loyalty to, say? <laughs> to abby than it seems the other girl does right absolutely i would say he does have more loyalty to abby um at least that's what they're trying to relay you know i mean when you were in jackson before they kind of toyed around with if they dated or not like you yeah. know and we weren't sure if they dated at that point but it becomes more clear, like, you know, Owen has a connection to Abby, but is Owen just a really good friend? Or did Owen and Abby date? You know, what's going on? It doesn't take that much longer to figure out what's going on there, but we're not at that point yet. So, uh, Ellie, you know, she tries to use Joel's trick to get the location. She pulls out a map. She's like, look, you point to where she is on this map, and then Owen better point to the same place. But before, you know, Mel gets to point to the location, Owen attacks Ellie. Ellie shoots Owen in the gut. Then Mel tries to stab uh, Ellie. Doesn't go very well. Ellie gets the knife, stabs her in the throat. And then, you know, Owen is like kind of talking, using his like kind of last breaths, uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, choking on his own blood. I think she shot him in the stomach. Did she shoot him someplace else? I think she shot him in the stomach, but he's like still choking on his own blood. Either the stomach or the chest someplace. Something something like that, yeah. If it was the stomach, and I think he would have died a lot slower. It's actually a, a probably the chest. Yeah, a gunshot to the stomach is one of the the longest gunshots to die from and one of the most painful too. You know, I got a quick story that has nothing to do with The Last of Us, but it's about getting shot in the stomach. And no, I did not get shot in the stomach. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a game. I'm not sure if anybody's listening remembers it. It is Red Orchestra. Uh, it was a first-person shooter. It was based off of the, I think, I can't remember what the original Red Orchestra was based off of. But this uh, there was like a Red Orchestra game that came out 
sometime between 2010 and like 2013 or something like that. And it's a, it's like a, it's like, it's a world war two shooter. It's kind of a slow play shooter, you know? Okay. And the thing about this game is when you get shot, you get shot in certain parts of the body. Right. So if somebody shoots you in your arm, well, now you have to bandage your arm or something like that. Right. Um, and you can actually get shot in different organs too. <laughs> like it shows you on your like on the HUD where you got shot, Interesting. where you can patch yourself up. But one of the places, if you get shot, right, if you get like shot in your stomach, you can still kind of move around a little bit. But eventually, like you'll stop and you'll lay there, and your character will still like you'll still be inside your character, but you can't really move, and you will hear your character like crying as they die. Yeah, it's because they're in so much pain. Rough place to get shot, man. Yeah, and And and, and, and I'm talking about if it punctures your actual stomach organ, not just like the whole stomach area of your body, right? Well, well, yeah, I wasn't really looking for accuracy here. (laughs) I was just saying, like, I got like there was a game that kind of exploited that. It was like I was like, man, I've never seen anything like that before in a game. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's that's Uh, that's definitely someone really doing their hope their homework. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but what Owen is trying to do is like he's trying to talk, and Ellie. I think Ellie thinks he's saying the location or something like that, because like Owen's saying like she is, she is, and Abby goes over the and Abby. Sorry, Ellie goes over there, and right before he dies, like with his dying breath, he says she is pregnant. Now the thing that was interesting to me is that in the game, if you have the subtitles on, it says unintelligible. However, if you have the volume up, you can clearly see that, clearly hear that he says pregnant. And that causes Ellie to go back over to Mel and he, she opens up her coat and she's, she was pregnant. And then Ellie starts to like freak out. Yeah. Like she's like, oh my God. And she, she can't, you know, she can't believe what she did. I mean, you it, know, she starts to break down. At this point, you've killed a lot of women. I mean, how many of them were in the early stages of pregnancy? You know what I mean? Like, it's, who knows? But it definitely you know. was. A little, you know, made you, you know, kind of made your stomach drop a bit. Right. Well, we already knew that Mel was pregnant. We knew that she was because Owen said so in Jackson that Mel was pregnant. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't put that together that that was Mel. Yeah, that's that's that. Uh, yeah, like that I, Mel, like so. at this point, I didn't put that together. You played. You didn't play with subtitles on, right? Nope. That's why, because if she talks, it says Mel. So oh, okay, got it. <laughs> right. So um, yeah. Well, there's one. There you go. There's one. Uh, one point for not using subtitles because it was a bigger shocker for Bob. You know. <laughs> but uh, you know, as you're kind of freaking out, somebody comes behind you, and it's Tommy and Jesse. They they came to get you after Jesse, I guess, linked up with Tommy, and they gather you. They're like, "It's okay. Let's get out of here." And you head out, and you go back to the theater. So, I mean, at this point, I'm trying to think who out of that group you like. Mel, Owen are dead. Nora is dead. Um, I forget the first two people's names. Like the guy with the scar on his face, Jordan, Jordan and Leah, they're dead. Yep. Uh, so I think you, only so I think only the person, the only person we haven't killed is the uh, guy that spits on Joel and says, "Bedeho." Yeah, that guy. Yeah. So pretty much you've killed like actually you've killed four people, but five of them are dead. You guys didn't kill Leah, but age six, because there's the guy that Tommy killed in the beginning that was in the chair. Don't know his name. Then after that, you meet up with Jordan. 
right? After that, you meet up with Jordan. Um, then you finally, as she's dead, but you kill Nora yourself, and then you just killed Mel and Owen. So six of that group are dead now. Um, yep. But you still don't have Abby. But you know Abby and the Ben Pendejo guy, right? Yep. <laughs> right? That's I mean we we obviously know his name, but we don't know his name yet in the game. Yep, yeah, and <laughs> um, that's all I could remember about him at that point. Right, exactly. So you've actually killed off most of that group, but you head back to the theater. Dina is still really sick, and you know when you go back out, Jesse and Tommy are planning the trip back. Nah, by the time we get there, this whole area be thawed. Where are you going? Needed some air. What are you guys doing up? Couldn't sleep. Come take a look at this. Thought is to head home via Ellensburg. We're in Falls City by tomorrow. We're doing good. Hey. They got what they deserved. But she gets to live. Yeah. Is that okay? It has to be. Mm. I'm really not looking forward to going through Idaho again. What you should be worried about is what Maria's going to do to you when we get home. We've been through worse. However, as I was passing through some ritzy section of town, I come across this necklace. It sparkles a lot. I think it's real gold. You think it's real gold? It's real gold. Let's see it. I know what gold looks like. <laughs> if it's legit, can we say it's from all of us? Ha! <laughs> you find your own damn bribes. How you doing? Fine. Thanks for coming back for me. My friend's problems are my problems. <laughs> You're such a sap. All right, how about, uh, my friends can't get out of their own damn way. It's better. So Ellie agrees to head back uh, with them, even though she didn't get Abby. You know, um, Tommy's like, you know, are you okay with that? And Ellie's kind of like, it, it has to be, you know, because at this point, it's like, okay, we got to get Dina back. I don't know about you, and I'm thinking Ellie's just telling of that, so... She'll get him going back, and then she'll just disappear, because we're not letting Abby go. Well, I don't know. I think she cares about Dina, and she knows that Dina would not go back without her. So even if even if they went all the way back to Jackson, got Dina to Jackson, maybe Ellie would have came back at that point? Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got you. But, yeah, no. So I, I think she was actually going to head back. But, um, you know, Tommy heads out to the lobby and Jesse and, and, and Elliot are there talking, but then you hear a noise in the lobby and you run out and Jesse gets shot in the face as you're running out. So the door opens, Jesse gets shot in the face and you, it, you know, you turn around, Ellie's out there. It's Abby. Shit. Up. Hands in the air, I shoot this one too. Don't you do it, Ellie. Get out of here. Stand up, now. Don't you fucking dare. Shut the fuck up. Oh. Fuck. All right. Stop. Stop. 
Toss your weapon. Toss your weapon! No, no. I know why you killed Joel. He did what he did to save me. There is no cure because of me. I am the one that you want. Just let him go. You killed my friends. We let you both live. And you wasted it. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I just really started liking Jesse. Like, what? What the fuck? Yeah, it was fast, man. Like, you didn't even have time to react. Ugh. That's the thing. Like, you, you didn't even have uh, time to react. So Abby's there. She makes Ellie toss her weapon. And Ellie, I don't know. I don't even know what she was doing. She was trying to reason with her. She, she tries to draw her attention and says, hey, it's me that you want. Because Joel did. Because at this point, Ellie still doesn't not. Ellie does not know, I don't think, what. Joel, uh, no, she knows what Joel did, right? In terms of the fireflies. Yep. I don't think she knows uh, why Abby hates him so much. Nope. She so what she doesn't. says is, she says, you know, Joel saved her. Like she's the one you want. She, like she's, she says she's the reason why there's no cure because Joel saved her, and she wants Abby to let Tommy go, but Abby's just like, you killed all of my friends, and then she says, we let you live. And you wasted it. And then it goes black. That's where that scene ends. I thought to myself, yeah, you let me live. That was dumb. (laughs) Exactly. That's your fault. Yeah. Like, you know, like I still don't understand why she let me live, but I don't care. Like she, she watched me. She made me watch her murder Joel. And I, I don't just don't care. Exactly. So it, Cuts black there, and then you get a four-year flashback, and it's Abby. It's a young Abby, and she's looking for her dad. She's tracking him in the woods, and she finds him tracking an animal that just gave birth. Abs? (laughs) (laughs) You, uh, you got a little mud on you there, sweetheart. So do you. Where? Right there. You know... Every time you run off like this, they give me shit about it. Come on. Believe it or not, they actually care about your safety. These woods are safe. Dad. Abs, she's been hanging out right on the other side of those trees. And? She's due any day now. We'll just check on her and then then we'll head back. I promise. Let's just make it quick. See? I've got my little girl to keep me safe. Right. So once she finds him, uh, she's like, you know, well, the dad, I should say, is like, look, you know, the animals around here somewhere. We are going to go. Uh, I'm going to go find them, make sure that they're OK. And while they're talking, the dad does talk about her and Owen and says they she know he notices that they've been hanging out a lot and pretty much confirms that they are like secretly dating to a degree. Right. That's what he talks about. It kind of confirms that they're secretly dating. More importantly, I was like, what is this? Like, I was thinking to myself, is Abby telling a story to Ellie or something right now while she's holding a gun on her? Like, why are we having this flash, this flashback? And I was like, oh, maybe we're going to get some insight on, like, why Abby's mad. 
So right, I was yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that's, so that's I was exactly like, all right, what I thought. all right, well, let's go ahead and do this. Right. So you do find the animal. It's a zebra, and it's trapped in barbed wire, so they are there freeing it. So while they're freeing the animal, Owen actually pops up. He's looking for him. And the thing that kind of gets me is, like, if you listen from a distance, he's saying, doctor, doctor. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is not what I think it is, right? <laughs> he's saying he's calling out for the, the doctor. And it turns out that Abby's dad is a doctor. And then they go through, like, another clearing. And they're at the Firefly base, St. Mary's Hospital, in Utah, four years ago. Doc, that girl showed up. What girl? The one Marlene keeps talking about. They found her in the tunnels. She has an old bite mark on her arm. No signs of infection. That can't be. They're already running tests on her, but you got to get down there. This is the place where Joel, you know, killed all the fireflies. And, you know, Owen's like, hey, they found that girl. She, they're, they're doing tests on her now. They, find, they have the infected girl. Abby's dad is the doctor that was supposed to operate on Ellie. Yeah, it clicked right here. Because I, I remember that part of the first game when we killed that one doctor, I was like, why did we kill the doctor? Like, why didn't we just knock him out? You know, like that, that was something I talked about in our earlier episodes before this game ever came out, you know? Well, I do, I do want, I, I can address that a little bit. First of all, there's, in my opinion, there's no way they put all this together ahead of time, right? They, they didn't have that in mind when they made the first game. And I know that they didn't because they changed his voice line for this game. Like in the beginning of the game, when they're kind of doing like the recap, when like uh, Tom, when Joel is talking to Tommy, because remember I had just played the game again, so I'm like fresh off the first game. I remember what the doctor said. The doctor in the first game was just like, "I'm not gonna let you take her," and he grabs a scalpel and he points it at Joel. So Joel, like you know, the doctor is physically threatening Joel. Joel just kills the doctor. Problem solved. Yeah. And it was a definitely different looking person. Like I know the actor that's playing the doctor. In this in this game, I've seen him. I can't remember. I couldn't. Still can't place where I know him from, but I've seen him in multiple things. Yeah, in this game, I'm pretty sure I can't remember the exact voice line from the beginning of the game. But they changed what he said. Like he grabs the scalpel, says he's not going to let Joel take her, but he tries to reason with Joel at the same time. Like he says something else. Like, look, we can save all these lives. Blah blah. Joel doesn't want to hear it. Kills Abby. Right. Okay. Sorry, not kills Abby, but kills the doctor so this is the doctor that was supposed to operate on ellie and actually there's another cutscene. scene like the flashback continues abby hears the conversation between marlene and him it's intertwined with the brain there's no other option there has to be some other way there's no way to remove the specimen without destroying the host the host she's a child not some petri dish. You think I don't? I'm aware of the situation. And you're okay with killing her? 
No, I'm okay with developing a vaccine that'll help save millions of lives. How many fireflies have died for less? That was their choice. Are you asking me? Are you telling me this is how it's gonna be? I am begging you to buy in. And what if this was Abby? Look, everything that we've been fighting for, all the sacrifices, all of the horrific... All of that is justified with this one act. If this was your daughter, what would you do? Abby. I buy you some dinner. Thank you, sweetheart. Look, Marlene. Why? He traveled across the country with her. He has a right to know. Good luck with your surgery. You're doing the right thing. If it was me, I'd want you to do the surgery. <laughs> and I thought this was interesting because in the first game, when you're li- when you're in the Firefly base and you're listening to Marlene's like recordings, she doesn't really humanize the doctor. She just kind of makes it seem like the doctor does not care about Ellie. That's what she makes it seem like when you listen to recordings. However, when uh, when the doctor is actually talking to Marlene, like he has, to, he's trying to reason. Like, you know, if this was just any person, no, I wouldn't do it. But it's we can save, you know, basically humanity with this vaccine. Essentially, that that's what he's saying. Yep. And I think I think even Abby kind of comes on a part. It comes in on a part where, um. Marlene's like, well, what would you do if it was your daughter? And and then Abby's kind of right there. She's bringing her dad some dinner. And, you know, Marlene eventually does give the go-ahead because it is Marlene's decision. At the end of the day, it was Marlene's decision. If Marlene says no, this does not happen. Yep. You know? Yep. Ellie lives. Uh, So, you know, right after that part, the flashback cuts to after Joel has taken Ellie and the alarms are going off and stuff like that. And Abby walks into the operating room and Owen is there kind of like standing over her dad talking and basically talking about Joel, like, is he still in the building? And then Abby walks in and boom, sees her dad dead. And uh, that is why, you know, Abby wants to kill Joel. Yeah. You know, because Joel we finally know. Yeah, we finally know it wasn't the. Uh you know limitless amount of people you killed it was just the one it was the one doctor yeah so if joel doesn't kill the one doctor the like joel doesn't die right <laughs> he just killed the wrong person well but so. if he had killed the doctor like remember in ellie's flashback when she went back they said right. like why even go after uh why even go after ellie if 
if we can't make the vaccine regardless because the doctor's dead. If Joel doesn't kill the doctor, they might have gotten hunted down. That is true. That that is that is very that is very true. So you gotta take it. You gotta take that. You know how you want it. But there is like the flashback kind of continues. It actually goes back to while Abby is beating Joel, and it gives you the other side. Like Ellie's on the ground screaming not to kill Joel, and Abby kills him. So that part that we couldn't hear before, because Ellie's kind of in shock, we actually can hear their conversation now. And basically, the others wanted to kill. Ellie and Tommy because they're saying it's not safe. It's not a good idea, which they were right. Yep, they were, they were correct. definitely it's right. Not a good idea. Yeah, they're not. And they're, I'm talking about everybody, including Mel. Mel was saying that, you know, it'll be better if like, you know, it's not, it's not safe to keep them alive. And Owen's the one that's saying, no, we're not here for them. That's not what we do. And then Abby is the one who kind of put it to bed. She's like, we're done here. And that's it. You know? So yeah, like they let them live. But now, I mean, her friends are right. Like six of them are dead yep. <laughs> at this point. Six, six are dead. So, um, yeah, that's that's, and, you know, once once that flashback is done, now we're back at Seattle day one. But from Abby's perspective. And that's where that next episode, we're going to hop into that. We're going to end that here. This episode uh, next episode, we're actually going to hop into Abby's side of the game. Seattle day one. So, Bob, tell me how you're feeling right now. <laughs> do you want me to tell you how I feel when I woke up day one, or do you want me to just tell you up to, to that point? I guess kind of up to that point because it happens immediately. Like after after the four year flashback, you see that it goes back to Seattle day one, and you wake up as Abby. All right. So, so what are your thoughts? So during the flashback, I'm like, all right, we're gonna get what's going on. Then we're gonna have the end fight seed. Uh, I hope Ellie kills Abby. Like, you know, I, I feel like you're trying to tell me not to kill her. And like, I'm just like, I don't care. Yes. Joel killed her dad, but if he hadn't have killed her dad, you guys would have been hunting Ellie down the entire time, whether it was right or wrong. Like, I'm just like, okay. All right. At least now I know why she was so angry it makes more it makes more sense now but boy when i woke up seattle day 1 as abby i put the fucking controller down and was like you fucking kidding me right now <laughs> what's going on cuz as soon as i saw day 1 i was like does that mean all 3 days like i thought i was just about done with this game like what is going on and I just, I was planning on playing for another hour or two, like to see the ending. And I was just like, no, I'm going to bed. Fuck this. Like, right. I was so pissed. So pissed at that point. I didn't even, like, I just basically turned it off. I was like, I hope it, I, I hope it's saved, baby. Like, I'll, I don't know. I'm, uh, yeah, I was pretty, pretty pissed. <laughs> and just like, why? Why do I have to do this? What's going on? And I just, right. I just, I, I just stopped for the night because I was thinking I was getting to the climax. I was excited, and I was just done. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple thoughts. I mean, first of all, Ellie's decision to leave Seattle without killing Abby, right? It kind of felt like a cop out to me because I'm like, without killing Abby, all of this is for 
nothing. All of it's for nothing. Right? Yeah, and it's going to be so did, far to come back. Like it's just eh. yeah, like. It's not like you could just drive there, take a train there, or something, you know, fly there. No, like it's it's a tough journey through other areas that have infected and hunters, and it's a really dangerous trip. It's not easy to get there. And I'm like, this is all uh for nothing. And then especially when Jesse died, it's like the, his death, like, you know, his death would essentially mean like he died for nothing at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, that's what I, I felt that means. But then you know, getting the flashback as Abby, I'm like, okay, well, this is critical information. And I was thinking that we were going to get, go back to playing as Ellie. And then you wake up as Abby, it goes all the way back to Seattle day one. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. Like this is, this is probably where I started to have a problem with how they relate the story in the game. Right. At this point in the game, I do not care what happened to Abby. I don't care about her side of the story at all. I, I, at all. I, I don't, I don't care. Like this is not the point in time where you try to get me to feel bad for her. Cause I'm not, I'm just not, especially with the way I feel about the game. Right. The way I feel about the game is there, there are no heroes. There are no villains. There are no good guys. There are no bad guys. They're just people trying to survive. I think I've said that multiple times. Right. Yep. So the fact that Abby's dad died doesn't really change how I feel about Abby because Abby and the Fireflies did not come to Jackson for justice. They came there for revenge. If they came there for justice, they would have just killed Joel. That would have been the end of it. They came there for revenge. They wanted him to suffer. They were okay with him suffering. They they came there for revenge. They got the revenge. However, since they killed Joel, now Ellie is coming to them for revenge. That's what happens. Yep. And I had heard leaks that you play as the girl that kills that kills Joel. Like I had heard those leaks, and like I just thought we were done with that. I thought it was over. I thought we played her at the start of the game, and that you know that that felt weird. But this is this is above and beyond weird, and I'm just weirded out at the moment. Right. So I mean, you play as Abby a little bit in the beginning of the game, you know. And it was already a little, it already pisses you off a little bit because Joel and Tommy save Abby when they meet her, right? Yep. And we mentioned it before, it's actually out of character for Joel to do what he did. If Joel was in character, Abby probably would have died and he'd still be alive. But they put Joel kind of out of character to do what he did. And see, you think that, but I just think Joel was getting soft, tried to turn over a new leaf, be a little different. Than he was before. I think he just was getting soft, but I mean, you know, we got different yeah. opinions on it. Yeah, Joel's a survivalist. Like that just <laughs> that don't go away in four years. <laughs> you know. Um, in my opinion, they could have done a much better job of relaying the feeling they were trying to relay by having you play more as Abby before she killed Joel. Right? Like imagine this. Imagine that Joel dying is not the beginning of the game. Imagine that it's the middle of the game, right? Imagine that as you're pl- as you're playing the game, you play some little parts as Ellie, you play some parts as Abby, 
and you get to know Abby and her group and her people. And, you know, you get to know Ellie's life and how she's living in Jackson and stuff like that. And in the middle, they kind of collide together. And while you're playing as Abby and you already have rapport with Abby and a relationship with Abby, at that moment, you find out that Joel is the person they were looking for and she kills Joel in the middle of the game, but you already have the, all this back history on Abby and who she is and you know her better. Now she's just a villain kind of, you know, now she's just a person you're trying to kill at yeah. that point. I don't know how I would have felt about that. I would have felt like, why are you trying? I don't know if I even would have liked that. It's just like, I wanted to play. I think it would have been, Joel and Ellie. I think it would have been, I think it would have been better than uh, what you have now. Which is them trying to get you to change your mind. Like, no, my mind's already made up. Have you ever tried to change somebody's mind before? <laughs> and yeah, at this point in the game, I, I, I see nothing with it. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just disgusted and don't even want to play. Right. That's the thing. I'm just kind of like, I don't want to play as her. Like, I don't care about her side of the story. I don't get to know her. But we did play as her. And we're going to we're going to do, you know, all three days of her because it's obviously it's only you already know it's three days before she meets up with Ellie. So we're going to do the three days with her and we're going to go through that and we're going to talk about our experiences playing as Abby and, you know, the story they're trying to push with Abby and and stuff like that. So yeah, it was a very um, interesting ride for me, for sure, to say the least. Yeah. I know Bob has been excited to get to this part because he wants to talk about how he coped with having to play as Abby. So uh, we're going to, it's beautiful. We're going to get, yeah, we're going to get into that next episode. Uh, but for now, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Thank you very much. Uh, if you want to keep up with this show or with what's going on with the mash network, you can follow us on twitter.com slash the mash network. Bob, watch tell them where they can meet you or where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Twitter at blazon underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. And on Twitch at Blazin' Bob. And you can find me on Twitter at Jostradamus. And on Twitch, you can find me on the Mash Those Buttons channel, which is twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And you can just follow us there if you want to know when we go live. Uh, we also have a Discord community, mash.gg slash Discord. We love to have you there. We have some channels dedicated to The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. So if you want to come and discuss the game, uh, discuss what we talk about on the podcast, feel free to do so there. Uh, we encourage you guys to reach out and you know with the comments and questions. So you can do that on the Discord. You can reach out on Twitter. Uh, you can also do that via email at contact.mash.gg. If you enjoy the show, you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review uh, the podcast on your favorite platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mash those buttons. And you can help support for as little as $1 a month. You can gain early access to content as well as exclusive content. We do have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. And you can also support via Twitch subscription if you, if you want to, if you prefer to do it that way. And like I said, switch to TV slash mash those buttons. I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about mash those buttons. And uh, yeah, with that, we're done. We'll catch you on the next episode. Seattle day one as Abby. It's going to be a banger.
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 